You're listening to the best of the day. And Bruff. Good morning, Vancouver 601 on a Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy NFL kickoff day, everybody. You are listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. I am Mike Halford. He is Jason Bruff. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. Uh, basketball Ben on the ones and twos. Good morning, Basketball Ben. Hello. Good morning. A-Dog is here as well. Good morning, Andy Cole. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, sir? Uh, I am excited. It is NFL kickoff day. I'm happy that we are now into football season. I'm happy to be here. Sort of. Alfred and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by Avenue, still early. <laughs> Avenue Machinery. Build your company to win with Kubota from Avenue Machinery. We are also brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Finally, uh, Concerts West presents, you know where I'm going with this, Pink Floyd's Roger Waters Live, September 15th at Rogers Arena. Get your tickets now at Rogers website, not Rogers Arena website. Roger Waters' website, rogerwaters.com. Business done, taken care of. So it is the kickoff day, kickoff night more specifically for the NFL. This evening, it is the Bills, it is the Rams, it is Thursday night football. Uh, We are going to just kind of randomly throw out our guest today. I mentioned the Bills. At 7 o'clock, Mike Shope, who we've had on the show before from WGR in Buffalo. So we were thinking we'd either do an NFL generalist and look at the entire start of the season. But we've got another day. We've got Friday to do that as yeah. well. I thought we should focus on Buffalo a little bit here because the Bills have entered a season as the Super Bowl betting favorites for the first time since the early 90s, which is when they had the infamous four and falls And wait, of did Buffalo. they get it done? They did not. They did not Spoiler, get it Spoiler, if I'm going to ruin the 30 for 30 for you, mm-hmm. four falls of Buffalo, they don't win the Super Bowl in all four. They might be my adopted team this year. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about, I don't love adopted teams as a concept. However, mm-hmm. I always find myself kind of falling in love. I might do it with the Bills this year. I think uh, Buffalo has a has a kinship with Vancouver as a sports city. Good point. Uh, Sabres and the Canucks came into the NHL the same year. Uh, neither has won a Stanley Cup. Uh, both are uh, sports cities that have had some pain mm-hmm. and not a lot of pleasure. Uh, Not so much on the pleasure. And I, I just really like Josh Allen. I always have. Since, I like it, Since yeah. he came into the league, um, even before he turned into the player that he is now. Or, don't forget, I mean, he spent a few years in the NFL where people weren't sure about the guy. The big guy from Wyoming. Yeah. Um, I just like the way he plays. Um, I would like to see the Bills win a Super Bowl. And I'm fairly confident that my cheering for the Bills wouldn't affect, like, the Seahawks ability right. to win the Super Bowl. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I like get it's, it. It's not like I uh, like. Oh, what if I cheer for the Bills and the Bills and the Seahawks meet in the Super Bowl? Like, well, I'd be screwed then. It's not like you adopted an NFC West team as your second team, right? This is about as far removed as possible geographically, too. Yeah, Buffalo's far away. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. We've been there. It is in the middle of nowhere. And I'd like to cheer for at least one team because I'm almost going to be cheering against the Seahawks this year. Sure. I don't want them to win like seven games and then not have their pick of the quarterbacks in the draft. Mm-hmm. I want them to win one game on Monday night and then lose a bunch of games so that they they have a good draft position. Speaking of those Seahawks, and we will get to this later in the show, and we're going to try and get Brady Henderson on the show tomorrow for his usual Friday hit. Brady did an awesome piece for ESPN. We about- should have him on Monday, not not, uh, uh, not Friday. Let's let's okay, let's well, book, either. Let's we usually have him on Friday. Yeah, we usually have him on Friday. But um, po- point being, 
he had a terrific piece on ESPN about the divorce between Russell Wilson yeah. and Pete Carroll and John Schneider and the Seattle Seahawks. It was fascinating, long form piece. He talked to a bunch of different people within the organization. It was just really intriguing to see all the stuff that was playing out behind the scenes. Anyway, that's tomorrow or maybe Monday's guest list. Mike Shope, WGR Buffalo at 7, 6.30. So in about 25 minutes' times, we're going to go to Ottawa. Ian Mendez is going to join us. Uh, Ottawa loves handing out those contracts to those young guys, I tell you. If you're a young hockey player with some potential, go to Ottawa, young man. You will get paid. It was Tim Stutzle yesterday that was getting a payday. Securing the bag, as the kids say. Kind of reminds me of what Florida did a bunch of years ago when they locked up, like, all their young players. Right, which is how they ended up with Barkov on such a great deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, not all of them panned out, and they actually, do you remember, like, Riley Smith was one of them. Right. Right. And then, was, and then they just kind of let yeah. them fly free. There was, yeah. a, there was a bunch of them that they locked up and people were like, oh, they're going to be locked and loaded. And they still haven't come through. But um, interesting what Ottawa's doing. Um, probably the most excitement for the Senators since, I don't know, since they, they well, did they go to the semifinals? 2017. Yeah. One, right. uh, that Chris Kunitz goal away from going to the Stanley Cup final. Right. That was the Eric Carlson show. That, that. So we're going to talk to Ian at 6.30. 7.30, Ben Nicholson-Smith, uh, Sportsnet Blue Jays analyst. Big win for the Blue Jays last night. Alec Manoa getting the victory. Big win in the series period for the Jays. You can't start saying the P word yet with confidence. You can say it with some confidence, but they've got a four-and-a-half game lead now on Baltimore for that final wildcard spot to make the – and I think if you look at this now, that was a statement series because they've got a bunch of games left against Baltimore, and they handled them pretty well in that series. Gossman started the series, was awesome on the bump, and then Manoa closed it yesterday. So we'll talk to Ben Nicholson-Smith at 7.30 about that. 8 o'clock, Brandon Batchelor, play-by-play voice of the Vancouver Canucks, will be joining us uh, right here on Sportsnet 650. We can talk about everything that's happened this week. We can go back over the JT Miller extension, what Patrick Albine had to say. Batch was in attendance at Scotia Barn. Earlier in the week, getting audio, collecting audio from Alvin. So we can talk to Batch about all that. Uh, of course, what's happening tonight? Bills, Rams, 520 on Thursday Night Football. Uh, I did not realize this, but Canada, the plucky Canadian basketball team, is in the quarterfinals of the America's Cup. The AmeriCup, it's actually called. Oh, good for us. Yeah. I was like, the America's Cup, are they... So the are roster they, is sailing. No, it, that's what I thought. I'm like, was there a boating component to this basketball <laughs> match? Uh, this is like Canada's C team. Mm-hmm. They have one player with NBA experience, Delano Blanton. Okay. And then I just noticed that it was on tonight. So go Canada. Go Canada basketball. You also got the U.S. Open semifinals. If you missed it last night, the quarterfinals went until about five in the morning. So actually, it just ended about five minutes ago. I watched a bit of it, but then I was like, I got to go to bed. They did. I'm not joking. The uh, Alcaraz Sinner match went till two fifty in the morning Eastern time. Yeah, that is a almost ridic- midnight Pacific time. Yeah, it set a record for the latest ever finish at the U.S. Open. So we'll talk about that now. And we told everybody what's happening, uh, boys. Let's tell everybody what happened. Hey, did you guys see the game last night? No. no. What happened? I missed all the action because I was. We know how busy your life can be. What happened? Missed that? You missed that? Rare is it that the Halford and Bruff show leads off with tennis? Yeah, tennis. U.S. Open men's quarterfinals last night. As Jason mentioned, he couldn't even stay up this late. 11.50 Pacific, 2.50 in the morning, 
Eastern. That is when Carlos Alcaraz defeated Yannick Sinner in a five-set thriller. So we bring this up not just because of the uniqueness of the match. Like, this is the latest ever finish in U.S. Open history. I can't even imagine being at a sporting event until 3 o'clock in the morning. It seems like such a commitment. But the fans were so into it. Right. It was terrific tennis. Uh, Again, I only watched a few of the sets. um, But... The, the, it wasn't just, uh, you know, big serve tennis. It was like almost the opposite of that. It was a lot of baseline winners, Mm -hmm. just quality, quality tennis. Um, I know that Carlos Alcaraz isn't a a household name. Uh, he's only 19 years old. He might be a household name. He might be a household name. I think tennis is in this spot now. And we've discussed it a few times this week where it's looking for the next one. And there is always the risk of crowning these guys before they've actually done anything. Alcaraz has not won a major or a grand slam, whatever you want to call it. I don't think, I think this is the furthest he's been in a grand slam tournament to the semifinals. Um, He's going to play a guy in the semifinals by the name of Francis Tiafo, who could become a household name as well. He's 24. So a few years older than Alcaraz, but tennis is in this position right now where it's looking for the next one. And it'll be looking to crown the next one almost before it's done. Mm-hmm. Kind of like golf did, right? Like Rory McIlroy was supposed to be the next one. And he's been great. Don't get me wrong. Like he's he's going to be in the World Golf Hall of Fame, but mm-hmm. he certainly isn't going to come close to breaking Jack's major record or Tiger's uh, major total. You know, he hasn't won a major in years now because it's really hard to be a goat. Yeah. It's, you know, well, no, tennis that, has had three of them in the last little while on the men's side. You, of course, are referring to the greatest of all time, not the barnyard animal. Yeah. Out of context, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. It is really hard to be a goat. It is. Goats is, have special talents. What does it mean to be a goat? You to milk a goat, Greg. If you really try. Uh, <laughs> I think the interesting thing here in that semifinal is that uh, Alcaraz is playing Tiafo, and you could make the argument that that is the matchup of the guys that have the best chance to be, quote-unquote, the next one. Now, I don't want to put them in GOAT territory. I think what a lot of people haven't really appreciated is that, and it was funny, I was I, I mentioned I was watching that uh, Marty Fish documentary, yep. the Andy Roddick one, and they were talking about their careers. And they're like, we were really good tennis players. We just happened to play tennis at the time where the three best players ever were all playing at the mm-hmm. same time. Because you could make the argument, in the history of the sport, one, two, and three of all time, and this includes Connors, McEnroe, Bjorg, everyone else. The three best players in the history of tennis were, in whatever order, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic. Yeah. So, how many majors or Grand Slams have been won by not those guys in the last what? I don't know, fifteen years? Is it? I don't yeah, know, 10 I, years. It, it's a handful of them, right? I mean, it's, it's not many at all. Yeah, it's hilarious. So Tiafos, he's obviously playing to the crowd. In New York. He's a, he's a Northeastern guy from Maryland, right? Yeah. So he's got a lot of support at Flushing Meadows. And that crowd, obviously, traditionally, has been dying to see an American player advance. He's the first American male to make it to the semifinals since Andy Roddick did it in 2006. That's so, incredible. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that, that is it is, quite, it is quite remarkable because you figure, at the very least... One American male would either get like a favorable draw or yeah. some something would unfold or he'd ride the wave of the crowd like Jimmy Connors did so many years ago and make a run. Right. But it hasn't happened because you always run into one of the big three roadblocks along the way. There's By the your- way, Bruff, to answer your question, it, the answer is one. Stan Warinka in 2014 
He's yep. the only guy to win a Grand Slam that's not of the yep. three you mentioned in the, last, in the last 15 years. Vavrinka. That, that is incredible. Vavrinka? No, uh, no, 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 no. That can't be right. Because Medvedev won the U.S. Open. I'm just looking year. at Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be wrong, of course. Is it, it is, is the it internet. Stan Vavrinka's Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll double check that one. We'll confer- we will confirm as we move along here. Uh, we've got hockey to get into. Uh, news from Canada about the World Cup. Russ and the CX. Where do you want to go next? Uh, we got so let, many options here. The Jays. No, let's go with the uh, the Ottawa Senators locking up Tim Stutzla. Nice to a long term contract. Um, it's a big bet, but it could pay off in a big way if this kid reaches his potential, and if the cap goes up significantly over the next decade. In fact, the Sens could be really. I mean, look at all the guys that they've got locked up long-term. Uh, they got Brady Kachuk. They got Josh Norris. They got Drake Batherson. 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 And now Stutzla uh, on defense. They got Thomas Shabbat. Uh, the defense needs work, and it's going to change a bunch over the next little while. Oh, they got they Travis got, Hamanick. So. Yeah, yep, they do have Travis Hamanick. Uh They need some work there. Uh, but again, this reminds me of what Florida did. Uh, a few years ago, actually, it's quite a few years ago now, when they, they had a bunch of guys locked up, including Barkov and, and later Ekblad, and um, Huberto was one of them. Yep. Um, now, it didn't pan out for them, um, but the bet that Ottawa is making is that these young guys um, are all going to keep progressing. They're going to turn into good hockey players. They already are good hockey players. Like a guy like Tim Stutzla, if he can become, you know, a a 1C or a 2C, um, a legit player, and he already is. Like he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But all these guys have have room to grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the Sens are going to be in four or five years. They're going to have this roster with these guys on salaries that are going to look like absolute bargains. Yeah. And and the comparison to Vancouver would be – Elias Pettersson and what the Canucks did with him, uh, are they going to regret not being able to, not having the cap space, lock up Petey long-term when they did? Because Petey's contract, if he plays well, and we all want him to play well, right? Like sure. We all want him to turn into the player that we think we ha- he has the potential to be. The comparisons have been Datsuk. The comparisons have been these really good two-way players um, with elite talent on, on both sides of the puck. Um, he's going to be like, what's Petey going to make? Eleven, potentially. Yeah, like Especially if he goes after all up. the mo- if he goes after all the money when the cap goes up, um, he might not be quite the bargain that a guy like Tim Stutzla is. Yeah, it's, it's always the fascinating part of g- gambling on futures, right? With regards to the salary cap and when you're when you decide to invest in a guy. So Stutzla, he's twenty years old. Okay, uh, he had a, a very pedestrian rookie campaign, I'd say, which is fair. He broke in as an 18-year-old, right? It was a very difficult road to hoe for him. But last year, as a 20-year-old, he was a pretty solid player. But still, this is you're talking about investing nearly $70 million over eight years for a guy that his career high in points is 58. So you got to look, and I, don't get me wrong, you got to look at it and you've got to say, okay, well, He's done this at age 20. How do we extrapolate it out? What's he going to look like year over year? At what point does this start to look like a steal for us? Yeah, he's he's a second leading scorer on a bad team. Right. And, he's being, right. and now he's the highest paid player on the team. Although, to bring it might blow that out of the water. We'll see what happens with his contract negotiation. Uh, you mentioned the Florida angled all this. And yeah, they made all those bets on those young guys. 
And I'd say two-thirds of them turned out okay. They got a steal with Barkov for a long time before his contract finally came up. If you look at the Ekblade contract, I think almost every team in the NHL would take him. I think he's at like $7.5 million Yeah, for a number one you know, top-flight defenseman like that. You're pretty happy. I've seen this go the other way. Uh, the one that always sticks out for me is, and in part because Jim Rutherford is here now, is when Jim Rutherford was in Pittsburgh and he doubled, he tripled down on John Marino early. Yeah, and gave him not as big a contract, but uh, for what he was, yeah. which was like a fifth round pick that had never really played that much, and he got his rights traded. And they gave him a lot of money. They gave him a lot of term, and they gave him a lot of money, relatively speaking, in the hopes that okay, in year three or four of this contract, we've got a top four defenseman, maybe mm-hmm. even a top two defenseman. At like four and a half, five million bucks. The other concern when you lock up young players long term is that they lose a bit of motivation. Sure. That's Not fair. all of their motivation, but a bit of it, right? Now, in Florida, I know that argument has been thrown around that people got comfortable in Florida because they got paid and they were like, well, it's Florida. Nobody cares anyway. Yeah. Um, less likely to happen in a Canadian market, I think, because you're going to have uh, pressures beyond and motivations beyond just, you know, money. Right. Um, but there is that concern sometimes when you lock up players to long term contracts when they're young. Like Tim Stutzla is rich now. Right. Yes. Like he, he's very rich. He's set for life. He's a wealthy young man. Um, even if you were to be bought out, right, and he gets one third of his contract or whatever the formula is, he's a rich guy. He's comfortable. A lot of these guys are. Brady Kachuk is comfortable. Josh Norris is comfortable. I went over the entire list of all the guys that Ottawa's locked up. I think the bets are good ones. Mm-hmm. I think Ottawa, if they can continue to fill out the roster beyond this core, if they can fill out the defense, and that's a big if. We all know how hard it is to uh, fix defense, but they should have cap space going forward to do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to figure out their goaltending too. Um, but people are excited in Ottawa, and we'll talk to Ian Mendez about that they in figured about out 10 goal- minutes. They figured out their goaltending, albeit maybe temporarily with Cam Talbot, but that was one of oh, the reasons. Very why. temporarily. Yeah, but that I mean, for this season... We kind of ran the gamut of the teams in that division. There's really no reason why Ottawa shouldn't be able to make a push this year. When you, if, you, if you're going to go on the theory that Boston might take a step back, I think Ottawa could go into the season with like a why not us yeah. mentality to try and get into that echelon and try and be a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to see if it plays out. Speaking of that division, uh, real quick, the, the Montreal story as it emerges. So they signed Kirby Dock to a four-year extension. That was sort of assumed business after they traded for Doc at the draft from Chicago. Everyone knew that he was going to be part of their team moving forward. So they gave him a four-year deal at $13.5 million. Uh, the more interesting part is that they officially put Carey Price on LTIR and then this morning signed uh, one of their backup goalies, Caden Primo, to a three-year deal. So, I mean, I, I, we are looking at a road now where we don't see Carey Price ever play hockey again because yeah. they are anticipating that he is going to miss the remainder of this season. The, the bright side, I suppose, if you can call it that, is they now get $10.5 million in cap relief where they can do some things with that. But the reality of it is also that they just lost the centerpiece of their team for the better part of a decade. And that's going to be really interesting moving forward. Is it kind of interesting that we're going to see all these goalies, reti- these great goalies like Lundqvist and Luongo and Carey Price retire without winning Stanley Cups? Yeah. I mean, Price got the close, well, most recently, sorry. I mean, they Luongo all made it to the finals. Game. Yeah. Um, they all it, made it to the finals. Yeah, and Lundqvist had a, a, a few kicks at it with those really good Rangers teams. Mm-hmm. I, it is interesting because um, oftentimes when you're talking about a goalie's resume with regards to the Hall of Fame, 
the Stanley Cups come first and foremost. I mean, it's what got Chris Osgood even into the conversation, into the right? Conversation, yeah. Right? Regular season Chris Osgood ain't getting a call to the Hall of Fame, but he's got multiple cups. It is, I mean, one, the, the, the common refrain is, it's so hard to win a Stanley Cup, but it is, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's remarkably difficult. And it's harder than win. it ever was with all the teams. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is you could also make the argument that all these guys were going for the same trophy at the same time, right? They were all overlapping in their careers, and only one of them they was going to They all failed. Win. Right, they were all miserable failures, right? But consolation prize, you can make the Hockey Hall of Fame. Another interesting thing that kind of got my mind grapes going with Carey Price probably being done is the Canadian goaltending situation moving forward because we're going to have the World Cup of Hockey in 2024 and it was it's it was terrifying thinking about it. It is a little bit because I mean it's it's kind of a weird time where you don't really have a mantle holder and you could make the argument that the best Canadian goalie still might be Marc Andre Fleury. Right? Yikes. I I don't <laughs> Basketball Ben intern Ben just gave me the e emoji face there. Not that one. a good look. <laughs> Well, it's but it's the reality of the situation. There was always going to be a gap. You just assumed that there would be a young guy that would elevate to kind of take the reins because there's always kind of been a harder heart. Right, I thought it'd be him, but oh, it's well, not him. Everyone Jordan thought it'd be him. See, that's the thing is he's a legit conversation guy, right? Like you have to have that conversation he's about. Probably him. on the roster. Yeah, well, he's in the mix because there's just not the guy. There's always been that sort of clear cut, definitive number one. And when there wasn't, it's because there was two guys fighting for it. Like when Luongo <laughs> we got and Broder. We, we got a year, year and a bit to solve this. It, <laughs> come no, on, Canada, not, let's it, go, yeah, let's it, go. No, no, no. I'm serious. I like, know. come Can on, ask Luongo again. Be like, hey, what are you doing? He, you you want to just not uh, doing much? You want right? to hang out for a few weeks and uh, help us out here? But I mean, I mean, I've gone through the list, and it is not exactly a murderer's row. You just kind of assume that the team is going to be so good in front of whatever goalie is there that it won't be a big problem. The problem is the Americans are going to be such a good roster. And they're going to have the goalies. The Americans are stacked in that. Yeah. They're going to leave a good goalie behind. Mm-hmm. Maybe Canada will. will be like, can we take that guy? Could we convince Demko to get his Canadian citizenship? And that would be it. That, yeah. that would be interesting. I'm a big fan of that. Do, do the Brett Hall. I'm a big proponent of stealing. The opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on, you live here. You like us. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, what do we want to do here? Do we want to cram in one more thing before we go to break and talk to Ian Mendez? I did kind of want to get into the Canada booking a game with Japan ahead of the World Cup because yeah. I find that really interesting, but it no, might not let's be do the, that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Canada's road to the World Cup in Qatar is now pretty much set. They are going to play a game a week ahead of their first game in, in the World Cup against Belgium. So a week prior to playing Belgium to open the World Cup, they are going to take on Japan in Dubai on November 17th. Well, it's a good idea because they're playing Qatar and Uruguay um, in September, so later this month. And those ones are in Vienna and Bratislava, I think, in Slovakia, if I'm not mistaken. So they're going to go from Europe, and then they're going to sure. go down to uh, to Dubai and Qatar. Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you very much yes. for that. Yes. Uh, but then they're going to have like a two-month break without playing a match as a squad. Yep. So they wanted to book this match with Japan. Uh, Japan is obviously going to the World Cup. It's quality side. I believe a top 25 team in the world. 24. Um, so it's good for, like, this This is the ramp up. This is the ramp up for the World Cup. And as Canadians, we're not really used to this. Mm-hmm. We don't know how this all works. Um, but Belgium is going to be their first match in the World Cup, November 23rd. Uh, Belgium is probably going to be their toughest match at the World Cup. Not probably, definitely. Like, that is the toughest team that they're going to play. Um, 
If they can get a result against Belgium, great. I don't expect it. I expect Belgium to win that one. Uh, the key ones will be against Croatia and Morocco. They will have to beat Morocco, I think, and get at least a draw with mm-hmm. Croatia. Yep. Apparently, and I haven't worked out the math on this, but if the two countries were somehow to advance from the group stage, there is a potential round of 16 match where Canada could actually face Japan. So it would be interesting. Oh, that's interesting. If, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting if that played out as well. The the two friendlies that they've got against Uruguay and Japan are great tests because one, uh, Canada's never played. I, I think Canada hasn't played a South American or um, Asian club team or sorry Asian country in, in like six or seven years. So getting well, out we, of the we, Concacaf yeah. opponents and playing some more for lack of a better term, worldly opponents, is going to give you a better sense of style and the quality of the teams that are coming into the World Cup. Well, a lot of the quality teams in the world haven't been really particularly interested in playing Canada. Yeah, they've circled right? them and they're like, that's an easy dub. It's like when Alabama takes on Texas Tech and a and Canada would always get friendlies like, we got Northern Ireland again, right? And that was a good test. It would yeah. usually be nil-nil or one-nil, but I, I am going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be really interested in seeing these. In later. Also because... Um, these two squads have really talented players at the club level. Like you're talking about Uruguay, Darwin Nunez, who's the big signing for Liverpool right now. Uh, you talk about they're playing well. That's a disaster right now. <laughs> we'll get to that later they've, on in the show re- as well. They've replaced Manchester United in the, the the panic rankings. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know it's funny that one German manager in the in the Premier League got sacked this week, and there's already talk that it won't happen. But there's already talk that another might happen with Klopp. But anyway. We're getting in a very big picture soccer story here, but the major story is is that Canada will take on Japan a week out of the World Cup. So the schedule's set. I like what they've done, and I've been keeping tabs on a lot of the guys currently playing abroad, and there have been kind of up-and-down performances, but the one guy that's broken out in a huge way is Stefan Eustachio, mm-hmm. who has turned into like an engine room guy for Porto. He played yesterday in Champions League and apparently Bit of a all, crazy finish in that. Match. Yeah, which was nuts. And by all accounts, he was like I didn't watch the match. I was mm-hmm. watching the other ones, but by all accounts, he was everywhere. And he's kind of solidified a spot, which is huge for a Canadian guy playing in for Porto in Champions League, one of the premier clubs in Europe. Really, Porto is, and I think that's going to be awesome moving forward. Uh, you're listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. We're going to talk to Ian Mendez coming up next, talking about what the Ottawa Senators have done and what they could do going forward. This is the best of Halford and Bruff. Download the full show through Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the day. Halford and Bruff. Eight thirty one on a Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Halford Bruff Sportsnet six fifty. This hour of Halford and Bruff is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. This hour is also brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. They have three dealerships to serve you better. North Shore Acura, Acura of Langley, and Burrard Acura on Terminal Avenue. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Final half hour of the program. That means it's what we learn time. It's your chance, dear listeners, to be on the radio. Hashtag it, WWL. Tell us. 
what you learned over the last 24 hours in sports, text it to 650-650. That is the Dunbar Lumber text line. It is the Smalt alternative. We're going to turn it over to a dog and B-Ben. That's basketball, Ben. I just shortened it up. B-Ben? B-Ben. 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 Wow. B-Ben. You know what? B-Ben is not bad. B-Ben. B-Ben. You guys are going to start what we learned. Who wants to go first? A-Dog goes first. Okay, A-Dog. Yeah, I learned that uh, yesterday our uh, co-worker, Fast Eddie Gregory, is now the new play-by-play voice for the Vancouver Giants. I saw this. Congratulations to Eddie. Congrats are in order. Following a long lineage of talented Giants broadcasters, including Brendan Batchelor. Yeah, that's right. I mean, of course, we worked with Eddie at the old station. He's been in here for a while as well. I mean, he's he's a a vet of the industry, so it's really cool to see him get rewarded like this. Do you guys think that even with practice, you you could do play by play. No, 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 no chance. I think I, think... I might be able to. Ooh, <laughs> okay. I like your call. Well, really? When I you think first so? thought about doing radio, way when I was like eighteen, way back in the day, it was like I think I want to do play by play. Then I thought about it more. I'm like, now nah, that seems really hard. I want something easier. Um, I doing it. Blake told me because Blake Price, our, our former uh, employee. Not employee, or former coworker. <laughs> he works for me now. Yeah, um, I have him do things around the house. I download his podcast. Blake, you missed spot in the kitchen him. there, bud. Yeah, <laughs> um, he 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 did. He's done a bunch of different play by play in all different sports. Yeah, and he's telling me he did like rugby, soccer, yeah. like BCHL, mm-hmm. where the play can get pretty frenetic mm-hmm. at times, like little choppy. Right, there's a lot of like neutral zone where the puck just kind of bounces off sticks. Yeah, and he's like, that's tough to call. Because at a certain point, you just have to not say anything. The Powell River Paper Kings are a little sloppy today. I think it's the Paper Kings. Is it? It used to be. Is it the Paper Kings still? I thought they changed the name. Maybe it's just the Kings now. It's the Kings. Any Anywho. Um, I I don't... Who's on the phone? What? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I don't think I'd have a remote possibility of being able to do play-by-play. It involves so much. Having worked, and again, talking about the NBC days, we hearken to the past. I remember they gave us the tour of the broadcast truck that was parked outside Madison Square Garden for a routine Tuesday night game between the the visiting Carolina Hurricanes and the Rangers for NHL on NBC. The amount that goes into the production, the amount of stuff that you have to, as a play-by-play guy, you have to hear in your head, there's constant stream of, we got to go here. We got to do this. This replay's coming up on two. We're going out in 30 seconds. Don't forget to say this going out to break. It is like mental gymnastics like you would not believe. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could do it. And on top of it, you have to try and not make any mistakes when the game's in front of you. I just don't think my brain could keep up. No, it'd be too difficult. There'd be lots of odd silences like we just had when Ben told me that Andy was on the phone. Oh, okay. Well, I just like, didn't want to be talking into the mic and then just voices behind me and stuff no no i know i thought you said it on the air I'm oh like, no. don't say that on there that's for that's how the sausage is made you have to yeah sometimes you can't tell if it's on the air or if it's just in li- your ear we'd yeah. be lousy play-by-play guys because we don't know what's live Wait, what did you say yeah that, <laughs> go, that, that <laughs> goal actually didn't go in <laughs> what what's that we get a moo cow for eddie yes Mook, yeah and also moo cow eddie <laughs> an appropriate send off as he goes to work for the giants we give him a good old-fashioned moo cow uh do you have a what we learned ben I do. It's been a slow building one, okay. which all came to fruition today with one of our guests. But I learned that we should be all cheering for the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. We're all on board. I think we have to all be on board. Everybody. The Seahawks aren't going to be great. 
And the talk on this show for the last couple of days has been about that four straight Super Bowl losses before my time, but that seems devastating. I'm willing to adopt them. Yeah. I'm willing to adopt I, them now. I think we should. I, well, here's the thing. That's what I've learned. Uh, is that good for the Bills if we adopt them? Mm. We do not have the greatest luck. Good point. When we support teams. Don't bring that mess on me, the Bills mm. have said to our show. Don't bring that mess around us. I did support the Chiefs and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I kind of adopted them. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes somehow managed to avoid the rough jinx. Somehow. The Super Bowl. Yeah. You killed the Brewers when you got killed on the that Brewers, bandwagon. Because yeah. I didn't believe enough uh, or I didn't care enough. I Here's the thing. Sometimes I feel like if you don't consciously acknowledge the jinx, you can neither use it in a genuine, earnest way. Like, you know how some people say, oh, Bruff should um, support this team so that the Bruff jinx happens to them. Yeah, you can't then, force it. It becomes very disingenuous and uh, like it lacks originality and, and authenticity at that point. So I would say if you throw your wholehearted support behind a team and just leave the jinx part behind, I think there's a real sense of genuine support. You want them to do this. I am, again, I'm not one for... An, adopting teams like buying the gear and everything but i do think that this to me in light of the fact that the seahawks season is shaping up to be so underwhelming this for me will be something that i can get on board with we could have like uh, a halbro experience where we do the whole buffalo thing we've also been to buffalo i know what those people have to go through we could throw andy onto a collapsible table yeah like the bills mafia yeah Yeah. we could say barbecuing yeah we could set you on fire and then our gigantic body splash would put you out. Mm-hmm. I don't think Hopefully. that's in my contract. We could we could have like an outhouse put into the studio. Yeah, we could do <laughs> that. Use. We could do that. And Jumping then, and then tip it over drunkenly at the end of each show. Andy, hey, have you ever seen Jackass on? before? <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> All right, give us a moo cow on that. All right, we will head to the listeners now. Mike, the grad student, what we learned for a big England fan. I'm surprised you haven't commented on the biggest news story of the day that the Queen isn't doing well. Uh, We, of course, have been monitoring it, but I didn't want to say anything. Uh, The Queen is not doing well. Uh, Expectations are seem to be uh, teetering uh, that she is going to pass. Um, Mike and I were talking earlier in the show about, um, just how long she's been the queen. Her reign has been since 1952. Think of all the things that she's seen in her life. Mm -hmm. Uh, there will always be commentary about the monarchy. Um, and especially when something like this happens, Uh, there will be debates about whether the monarchy has been good for the world, whether it's good for Canada, whether it's good for England, whether we should still have a queen or soon to be king. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I would prefer to focus today or my focus is going to be, um, just on the remarkable life that she's lived and all the things she's seen because it is pretty incredible. Um, I just like like the Royals or not, um, you can't deny, like Mike and I were talking about, um, like she had been queen for 14 years when England won the world cup yeah. in 1966. England won the world cup's old hat for the queen. She yeah, saw it already. She's seen it. Um, I would like to add in classic Halford flippant style, 
I did not realize the the lyrics to God Save the Queen change because she's been the queen forever. Well, I didn't yeah. Realize, I did I just I you, it, you change it to king or queen. God save the king. Yeah. So when England participates at the World Cup, it could very it well could be change. God save the king. But, I, yeah. but, but that would not have mm-hmm. ever. Um, I would not have been aware of that because she has been the queen for so long, and the lyrics have been God save the queen for so long. I don't want to moo cow this. Let's not moo cow this. Well, we don't. It was don't. it was it was a listener uh, <laughs> good okay submission. Good. Good. Was a monarchy talk ever big in your guys' households? No, hey, bro. Your dad's. British. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it, it is because my dad uh, is from England and yeah. s- supports the monarchy. Uh, my mom's from Newfoundland and does not. <laughs> so mm. we have some uh, interesting discussion. We have some 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 fun debates. Um, it's not it's not too too serious. Um, you know, I, I I think that like my my mom will say things like, "What what does the monarchy even do for England?" I'm like, I don't know. At the very least, it helps tourism. Yeah. You know, yeah. sell some newspapers. Yeah. You know, money people like to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, what we learned from Jay in East Van, the Vancouver Canadians are going to the playoffs. Summer does last a couple more weeks in Vancouver. Yeah, congratulations to the Vancouver Canadians. I guess a few oppor- more opportunities to get out to the Nat, and uh, the weather looks good for September. I love the weather in September. Yeah, I mean, I I got a, a buddy of mine who was texting me. He's like, I'm going to the Seas game tonight. I'm like, oh, yeah, you still got to. When does summer officially end? What's the drop-dead date? September 21st. First, okay. So, oh, it's that late? Yeah, I was shocked by that. Someone, my, I just have no idea. I knew that way too fast. Yeah, yeah you my, did know that quick. My 11-year-old son knew that, like, off the top of his head. He's like, you know. Summer isn't actually over until so he was trying to make the argument that school shouldn't start until summer's over, so they shouldn't go to school until September twenty first. This is a question that a forty six year old probably shouldn't be asking, but are all the seasons the exact same length? Oh, in terms of days, yeah. So three, like it, is well, is, well, is three hundred sixty five divisible by well, four? No, okay. No. Like, it's, are you at a point where your ki- uh, the, that's an your, odd the kids are asking like, you questions and you're just like, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. What would parents no, no, have no, done before like, Google? Just make yeah, stuff up. But are they all three months long? Like exactly three, three months long. Three hundred and sixty-five divided yeah, by four is ninety-one point two five. So roughly every season is ninety days. No, but the, you could have a situation where you you've got like a a long long summer and winter are longer than spring and fall. I just, these are the things that I don't know yet, and these are the things that uh, a producer and an op should be googling I frantically. I just did. Not all seasons Depends are created equal. Winter is eighty-nine days long. Autumn is ninety days. Spring is ninety-three. We're all about what about three summer? months. So summer is ninety four days, right? So is right. summer the longest season? Yeah. Okay, and, but it's all within five days of one another. So I mean, yes, you are technically. But is that just in North? What about what about in 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 countries like along the equator? Or does it change in upside down land, Australia? I don't. Yeah. What? Do, I, don't, what I don't know. These are the things that is I this don't something know. You think about often? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not, because he brought it up in the middle of the show, apropos yeah. of. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Daniel and Comox, what we learned, the BMW PGA Championships this week are going to be heated. Ian Poulter and Billy Horschel already had a little tiff on the putting green. I saw that. I saw that. And Rory has been chirping that the live guys won't be ready to play four rounds of golf. I think he actually said they'd be, he's like, well, it'll be the, it'll be Sunday. So they'll be tired by then. Like, oh, Rory. How funny is that though? You scamp. He is pretty fun. There's the very... God, they're not even subtle anymore. There's no subtlety to this. I thought Rory's going to throw hands with Poulter. They looked angry. <laughs> Rory's actually hilarious. Remember when they, they moved that, um, I think it was a world golf tournament. They moved it from a Trump course down to Mexico. 
And Rory made this little comment. He's like, I guess we'll just have to jump over the wall and go down right, to, go yeah. down to Mexico. There, there's, yeah, again, like no subtlety whatsoever, right? It's great because the guy I, I watched like a minute and a half of uninterrupted Shane Lowry. He's like, genuinely bonafidely pissed. That he, and he called them like these live guys are showing up and disrupting yeah. what we're trying to do here. It's a big tournament. For, I know. For the, well, that's for the, the thing. Tour. And, and yeah. he said he's like they are they're screwing up what we're trying to do here. Like mm-hmm. there's genuine angst and animosity. Yeah, it's great to see play out, right? And like I mean, because like I think yeah, Billy Horschel was very much in Ian Poulter's right. face, and like Ian Poulter's got a face where you're like <laughs> you got to punch, punch it, face you can punch it, sure, right? Yeah. Like you could absolutely sure. punch it. He's in that pantheon. I There's would other not. Guys. I, I actually, I actually find Ian Poulter quite entertaining. And since I support Europe in the Ryder Cup, I've I like Ian Poulter because he's been so clutch at the Ryder Cup. But um, I, I like his do, personality. You know, like he's, his I face. Mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what it is? Mm-hmm. He's got there, a punchable face. It's just I, his face. I have a power ranking of media people with punchable faces in our industry. I can't say who's on it, obviously, but. Um, I've shared it with other people and everyone at the exact same time is like, yep, that is right. And that is accurate. I can, I can decipher and identify and rank a punchable face. Like nobody's business. Everyone has a unique skill. This is yours. Some call it my superpower. <laughs> Spoiler. Neither of you guys are on it. You don't have punchable faces. Lots you guys are good. Thank you. That's nice. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Ruffs on it. Yeah, what we say, learned. nervous right now. Sloppy nachos. Yeah, I'm nervous about a Halford punch. <laughs> no, not me <laughs> punching. Let's make it clear, just so there's no HR violation. I'm just yeah. putting the list together of a punchable face. Right, and then people can do what they want with that list. Yeah, right? <laughs> can you imagine? Like the argument for guns, up an article really, of, you know? You, you'd have that argument in HR. It's like, I'd like to show you this list. I mean, it, at least is it a mitigating factor. Halford's got this athletic article up. <laughs> and most punchable media. See, no, no, no. The list says people to kill, not people I want. To, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Okay. Um, what were you just going to do there? Uh, sloppy nachos. Yeah, sloppy nachos. God, I love that name. It's good. Uh, what we learned, if the Mariners' playoff drought is old enough to drink, then does that mean the Canucks' cup drought is three years away from the seniors' discount at Denny's? That's so good. What is the seniors' discount 55? at Denny's? 55? Yeah, it's got to be 55. Remember, we so <laughs> in our early stages of our career, Ruff and I were not opposed to finding a good cheap meal because mm-hmm. we used to work together and we'd go get breakfast. We're, we did the birthday breakfast at Denny's. I distinctly remember that. Yeah. Because you get a free meal at Denny's. On I love birthday. Denny's. You do? Yeah. I absolutely love Denny's. And she, she, I guess the waitress had probably been conned enough times that she didn't really want to ask for our ID. Like she wanted to take it at face value, but uh, intrinsically, sort of, intrinsically yeah, she knew that. Here's <laughs> your grand slam. What, what do you want, hon? Happy birthday. <laughs> Um, did I, you <laughs> did you go to Denny's a lot after the bar when you were in your twenties? Not really. I we mean, used I, to do I the, had done it. You know the Denny's we definitely on did the late night Denny's. Yeah, Denny's the, uh, the Denny's on Broadway. Next we to would K- KP Kids Pub. Yeah, next yeah. to Kids Pub, we would do uh, the bar and then the casino on Broadway. Okay, and then we'd go to Denny's. Like we knew the servers at Denny's. <laughs> there was a guy named Sammy there that was awesome. Sammy, and you'd walk Denny's? in and you'd there. be real loud. You'd be like Sammy. He'd be like, <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> Why oh, this kid I, is back? This guy wants the super bird. That was, <laughs> he knows. That's all Ruff says when he comes in. Just give me the super, super bird, bird now. The super bird. Be I'll savvy. take the usual. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was like slide it down um, a counter for some reason. Did you ever go to Sue Hangs on Granville? Right, no. 
No? Never you, been. You've been before, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I always I felt, want the duck. Yeah, I always, I would get the duck. I always felt bad for the wait staff there because they, they had the patience of like patience, not like yeah, actual yeah, they the, of 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 Buddhist monks. Because mm-hmm. so many people would come in there and just be completely obliterated. Can I get some cold tea? Yeah. Wink, 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 wink. I'll never forget we went in. So that was. Do you know what we're talking about here? No. If you <laughs> wanted to get uh, booze after hours, wait, 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 wait. come on. Well, let's not screw them over here. They There's, don't exist anymore. It's a whole I, new restaurant. Uh, it's still there, though, I think. Yeah, it's called Cold Tea. Is it? So it's obviously a nod and a wink to what was going on. Oh, is it called Cold Tea now? Yes. Really? Yes. Got him. You're I just, old. I'm out, I'm out of it. Great. I'm out of it. If you wanted to get beer after hours, you'd say, could I get some cold tea? In which case, they'd bring you beer in a teapot. Interesting. Right? So we went in there one time, and my buddy's like, I got some cold tea. And then they're like, it's 8.30 in, at night. Like, yeah, you can you, just order beer. We're, we're licensed. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was so drunk, he thought it was after the bar. But I'm like, yeah. no, buddy, the lights, it's still light out. You can get, just go order beer. No, Don't put want, them in this I position. I the tea that is cold, yeah. not the beer. Yeah, they're just like, would you, Molson Canadian? All right. The wait, the wait staff is like, this is why we hate this place. This is why we don't like this. Uh, Marcus and Gibson's what we learned. It's the most exciting season with the start of the NFL and also the most annoying season with the start of fantasy football and having to hear about everyone's team. Not going to do it. There will be no, again, what's the, the pantheon of stories nobody wants to hear. Uh, bad beats you suffered in poker. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Yeah. Uh, your golf how, game. How your, your golf, golf game. game nobody cares. Yeah. What you're working on in your golf game. Nobody cares. I care, Jason. I asked you yesterday. Uh, yeah, but did you ask him on the air or off the air? Off the I asked air. Him off the air. There you go. <laughs> because that's a you problem. Don't encourage him. What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah, uh, but I, I wouldn't bore you with it. Like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit there and be like, I, I just like. I think I'm. I, I got the inside takeaway. I just can't get rid of that. You know what he's talking about, and I don't care. Um, and fantasy football teams are right at the top of that list because it means nothing to nobody except for you. Mm-hmm. If you have Justin Herbert at quarterback and Devonte Adams at wide receiver, that only applies to you. No one else cares. See, the text inbox now is is as usual, just a, just a complete mess. <laughs> Everyone uh, wants to know about the list. Gary the atheist texts. I'll in. never tell. Yeah, well, there, here's another one. the The Southern Hemisphere winter is our summer. So if our summer is 94 days long, wouldn't that mean their winter is 94 days long, making their longest season winter if ours is summer? See, this is why I asked the question, but I don't have the answer. I barely had the answer. See, what I don't days. like is I grew up thinking the 21st of X month was always the start of the season, but it's like the 22nd isn't now it, sometimes. They switch March, it back and forth. March, June, September, December. 21st? Yeah, but it always used to be the 21st, but sometimes it's the 22nd now. It's like they See, I didn't even the know that. Up. I didn't even know the yeah. 21st no. was like the key yeah. day. Sometimes I have no idea. The, I, I grew up knowing, thinking that, and then somewhere along the line, they're like, nah, it all, it's also the 22nd, but we're not going to tell you. It's just, it is or it isn't. Because that's the longest day of the year, June 21st. Yeah. And the shortest day of the year is December 21st. Yeah. Right. But there has been times where it's been like March 22nd is the first day of spring. Or like, what's the... And then in Australia, it's all complicated. Can we go to school with your 11-year-old for a day? (laughs) He doesn't learn this stuff. (laughs) He's just way too complicated. Yeah, he just knew. He just knew. I don't know. He knew it, though? Yeah. Really? He's a, he did well. He was big into uh, not going back to school, so he Mm -hmm. was trying to figure out how long summer officially (laughs) is and... How he could try and read. He is your son. (laughs) How can I skim a couple weeks off the top of school here? And he's like, oh, we should go back on the 21st. Um, 
Do you guys get the, uh, having lived in Vancouver for a while, yep. do you get the, the weather dread like I do? Mm. Like, I, I know that the, the, the you know ba- it's coming. The bad months are coming. See, maybe I'm weird, but I like dark and rain and cool. Like, as long are you as it- goth or <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. As as- and you weren't a lot of eyeshadow today, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on over there? Yeah. You having a like, crisis of some sort you coming- talk about? <laughs> coming back from break, every song is My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Can you go are- and watch The Crow for a in a row? This is all just the building to an apex to where you remind us that Halloween is in the <laughs> oh, fall man. and you love Halloween. Oh, man, I can't wait. So I've excited. never seen a grown adult so emotionally invested in Halloween <laughs> well, before. Well, I'm barely an adult. I mean, let's be, be fair here. I am loving the text inbox right <laughs> so now. So many people are upset. <laughs> Angry Paul texted in, this is the worst stretch to the finish line ever. And there have been some awful finishes. So many like, people terrible are fundament- finishes. fundamentally upset that we don't know the seasonal breakdown well, it's or how the hemisphere is it's this complicated. Is, this is all big hemisphere just playing on your week. There's no such thing. See, if, they did, t- if they just got rid of daylight savings time, this would all be so yeah, easy, much does, easier. Yeah, just get rid of daylight savings time. There are the, like hemispheres don't really exist. There, there is uh, <laughs> time doesn't really exist. <laughs> we are just Talbot's all inhabitants of one Earth, and it rotates. And there's no north and south. Mm-hmm. We are all together in one hemisphere. Here's a text. You guys are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> if, the, if the 21st is the cutoff, then it stands to reason that the 26th, 22nd would be the all caps here. First full day of the next season. The only changes are what time of day on the 21st the season actually changes. Is that too confusing? Yes. It was really confusing. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> what, what do we have time? We have time of day now? What's going on here? I'll tell you what's confusing is you your grammatical. You lost gramma- me as you said you guys are brutal. After that, yeah. I was just checked out. I'll tell you what's confusing is your grammatical comprehension here. I don't, I, that made no sense to me whatsoever. We need some commas. I could read, yeah, definitely. Throw in some punctuation. That's All right. confusing. Uh, so the NFL kicks off tonight. Uh, enjoy the Bills and the Rams. Can, can I just jump in? <laughs> sure. this is the Why per- not? What this the is hell? the perfect embodiment of our show. Uh, we have a text here. <laughs> Spring begins on the march of the vernal equinox. And then this is signed by a guy who calls himself Snoop the Dog. Yeah. <laughs> if that's not the show in a nutshell, I don't know what is. Thank yeah. you, Snoop the Dog, for teaching us what the vernal equinox is. <laughs> Although he didn't really. He just kind of used it with a bunch of other big words to make himself sound smarter. Than someone that signs their text, Snoop the dog. One final text. I'm looking forward to the next commercial. Well, enjoy it. Coming up soon, buddy. We got to get out of here for now, but we will be back tomorrow. If you thought today was crap, tomorrow's Ask Us Anything Friday. We throw all kinds of things at the wall that day. But that's tomorrow. You can get them in now if you want. Text the 650-650. But for now, we got to go. Signing off, uh, I have been Mike Halford. He has been Jason Bruff. He's been Baben, and he has been the A-Dog. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. This is the best of Halford and Bruff. Download the full show through Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.